Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers. Britt here, just in time for the 200th episode. Yes, that's right. We are at episode 200. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Jose. This is my lovely co-host, Brittany Johnson. Good evening, y'all. Brittany, are you ready for this 200th episode? I'm ready, but are our listeners ready? <laughs> I don't think so. Brought in a big one this week. We have Risa Kostas of Restyle Consulting. You've seen her around the valley. You've been to several events she's been at. You've definitely seen some of the clients that she's had a pleasure of styling. And now she's on our podcast sharing her beautiful story on our mic. Yes, and she is fantastic. She is incredible and energetic, and this episode is going to be fun for everyone to hear her story and how she became who she is today. Um, One thing to also note that on this 200th episode, there will be no community cork board. We're going to go straight into this episode. I just want you guys to listen and enjoy everything that we have to offer you guys and hope that you come back to our 200th episode many many and also take a chance to just say thank you for listening whether this is your first time listening or maybe it is your 200th time listening we appreciate you your feedback we always love your reviews they make a smile make sure that you are subscribing checking out the newsletter that we put out every single week because it is going to be able to highlight all of our past and some of our future guests as well. And you'll also get a little sneak peek into the blog of the week, which gives you a little bit about who we are, what we're doing, how we're fixing up this beautiful house and fixing to get married in it. And as always, guys, you can always reach us on our social media at Finding Arizona Podcast and our website is FindingArizonaPodcast.com. With that, we go straight into episode 200 say thank you one last time from both Brittany and I. Ready, Britt? Let's do it. Let's do this. I'm very excited. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. Every week we bring in someone very special, and today is no different. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and your business. I love that little intro. That was Thank so you. great. I appreciate that. You have such a radio voice. Thank you. And uh, a radio face, some yes, might say. Yes, yes. That's, that's a, no, no, no. You've got the I, face and the you. voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just like saying that because I like to kick myself another down, <laughs> peg down. No, well, no. no. Introduce for... yourself. Come on. Let's do this. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. My name is Risa Costas, and Thank I'm you. the owner and founder of Restyle Consulting. I'm a boutique wardrobe consulting firm here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but I do so much more personal yeah. shopping and bridal styling and the list all goes the, on all the services all the and stuff. first off I want to say thank you for coming in because honestly you have a wealth of knowledge that we're gonna pick at and kind of like see what we got so the, the main thing that I usually start off with this podcast is give us a little bit of the origin story how did you end up here in Arizona first off because I know that at one point you were in New York City 
Totally. Well, thanks for having me. It's yeah. always such an honor for, you know, people to recognize your story and to have you on. And yeah. I really appreciate that. And I think you're doing great things here. So oh, thank you. Kudos very to much. you. Very much. Um, and yeah, my my background is so crazy. I mean, it goes far beyond wardrobe styling. Yeah. It's a miracle that I even ended up here. I think a lot of times people do stumble into things. And, okay. you know, I always knew that I loved the finished look. I always knew I loved wardrobing and costuming and I was in theater my whole life and I always aspired to be a Broadway actress which is totally <laughs> crazy and was probably never going to happen but let me um, ask you this what was one of your favorite plays uh, Phantom of the Opera was okay. one of my all-time favorites okay. I used to write letters to their lead actors and tell them how much I was obsessed with them it was That's like kind awesome. of creepy, <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> that is cute I like that because <laughs> you had a passion for something and then you wanted that wealth of like I'm gonna I'm going to you know I'm very interested in this. I'm going to give it my all and kind of like nerd out and geek out about oh, yeah. this thing. So yeah, definitely. I was the ultimate like chorus nerd. I, <laughs> I did not care. Although it did stop me at some point. You know, kids kids can be pretty brutal, and yeah. when you you know are doing things that people are uncomfortable with or mm-hmm. they don't understand or they think is nerdy, um, I think we're getting beyond those stereotypes oh, yeah. now. Thank you, Glee. Um, but at that time, like in the '90s, you know, it was kind of nerdy to be in a choir so it did stop me at one point but then I picked it back up in high school Um, but you know my mom is a seamstress so really where this all started was from her Um, it is she's incredible I mean I still call on her today to like mimic things for me I'll send her um, I'll send her designer dresses or I'll send her you know things that I find on the runway or just things that I see in stores that I'm like ooh can you make this and only by a picture yeah. without a pattern or anything she can make it for me she's, she's incredible she is she sounds incredible and that and that that idea of you know I want to be like my mom or something like that mm-hmm. I imagine for you as a child it was um it was fun to kind of see your mom do something so miraculous as to make a dress or some did she make your halloween costumes she made everything she made everything everything oh, so we that's always awesome. yeah we always look different than everybody else okay. it was really kind of where that bug of of creating my own style came from yeah. so it was it was like to the point where we could tell her what we wanted to wear to school the next day and it would <laughs> magically appear on our beds like nice. like fairy clothing godmother <laughs> um and she did put me to work though and that was where that little first bit of work ethic came in she okay. Say, well, if I'm gonna make the skirt, you need to make the matching scrunchie. So it was very much that I learned about creating my own sort of ready to wear line. I'm air quoting. Um, and, you know, just kind of learning to create something that made me feel good and yeah. learning from her and watching her and realizing that, like, that was ve- that was kind of the first taste of if you want something, here's how you get yeah, it. Yeah. You make it for yourself, or Absolutely. you learn how to you know use the resources around you. And I love that. she was incredible in that way. She taught me a lot of great lessons, but yeah. her creativity is is definitely what sparked mine. That is that is completely understandable, and I totally can un- I can see it in my head because my mom's kind of a seamstress. She mm-hmm. picked it up. She picked up sewing as a kid, and then she kind of went went off with it. And as you know, being a son and being, you know, I was had a curiosity about her sewing stuff, but I just never got too far into it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting more into it because I'm like, I'm, I like style. I like, you know, I wish I had more um, tailored things because I am a, a awkward shaped person. I like to think my calves are bigger than my like, it's just really weird. I, I want more um, style like, you know, very 
tailored pants because I feel like my pants are never the way I want it to look. <laughs> you and everybody else in this world. I mean, you are not alone in that. And that's why I've made a career out of doing what I do. Yeah. Because I think everybody struggles with that. Yeah. We all have to get dressed, but we all struggle with it. Like just mm-hmm. coming over here today, I'm like pawing through my closet, my all like six of them, because <laughs> like you guys, every room in my house has like is has become a closet, yeah. you know. Um, when you've got those spare bedrooms and you are in fashion, you kind of end up like <laughs> using everything, every little ounce of space. It's like Carrie Bradshaw and her stove. Um, but, you know, I think everybody sort of struggles with that. Yeah. Um, is that how do I dress for my body type? How do I dress for my shape? How do I have that tailored look? Yeah. So, I mean, not everyone has a, a mother who can sew at their fingertips. Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a dying art. I think it's something that mm-hmm. that people should should take a chance on and learn. And, yeah. and I even want to get back into it and, you know, be go beyond sewing just a button or fixing a hem. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you're the second person to um, tell me that the, the tailor and seamstress, you know, realm is becoming a dying art because I actually just got my, uh, my, we're getting married. So I went to go get a tailor, a tailor fit (laughs) for the tuxedo Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, talking to that guy and he was, you know, trying to explain how he got started. And we, you know, we, we chatted up and he was telling me that, yeah, it's a dying art. It's something that, do you have any premise of like, maybe as to why? You know, I think clothing being made came out of necessity mm-hmm. years ago. I think people didn't have the resources and the machines and the technology and these huge factories that we yeah. now have today. And it's so much easier for people and faster to do mass produced. And now we have overseas manufacturing, uh, so it's a little bit more readily available, whereas mm. in the past it was out of necessity, yeah. um, and it was also less expensive. You know, there's a. I think back then, you know, my mom didn't have the money to make the cl- or buy the clothes; she had to make them, yeah. and it was it was less expensive to buy fabric in a fabric store mm-hmm. or buy it, you know, at a at a discount fabric store, um, and create it herself mm-hmm. as opposed to running out to a store and buying it at retail. Yeah. So I mean, I just think there's something to be said for that. DIY aspect and taking the bull by the horns and <laughs> and creating it for yourself. I mean, yeah. we see so much DIY today in the world, especially in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. People are look at Project Runway, like being able mm-hmm. to create something. Um, I mean, it's it's the ultimate goal to have it go mainstream. But I just think it's such a unique quality that yeah. people, because it's so easy to just have somebody else do it that's what they're doing yeah. but back in that day it was out of necessity the, the so how do you what's your feeling about mass production because as we've grown and as we've kind of you know put up we've started to realize what we're doing to the environment and what we're doing in our everyday lives i've started to notice you know a lot mm-hmm. of people are realizing mass production is hurting us oh. in a lot of ways yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the the child labor problems that we have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all about sustainable fashion. I preach awesome. sustainable fashion and all that I do. Part of my, a main part of my job is to go into people's closets, figure out a way to recycle, reuse, pass along, yeah. consign, um, you know, hand me down. I, I 
I 100% back sustainable fashion Absolutely. and I wish that more people understood what is happening in those factories mm-hmm. and what it's doing to people and the chemicals that are being used and also keeping production domestic is so important and near and dear to me. Yeah. I worked I started my fashion career really started in the handbag and shoe industry. I started um, with a handbag designer and learned all about production and manufacturing and the difference between things being made overseas and things being made domestically. I first learned about production through a small handbag designer in um, Los Angeles. And that's when I first learned with the handbag company that I was working with all about things being domestically made. And you see... Of course, the price is going to be a little bit higher yeah. um, because people are are working on it in um, an ethical way, and yeah. you know processes are are more difficult because they don't have these. Again, they're not. It's not a sweatshop, you know. Yeah, it's not being churned out on a on a massive scale, and you know that's something that people have to start to realize as we grow and as we develop into a society of like, you know, I've. I've realized that I'm doing a lot more hand-me-downs and buying a lot more secondhand too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where my kind of kinship of um, tailors and seamstress is because I may buy something secondhand and it may not fit properly, but I always think to myself, if only I knew how to tailor or to even use a sewing machine in a sense that I can hem the, the, the ends of my pants and like, you know, those sort of little, little things that really make the the difference in you know what you wear and how you feel in them. Yeah. So yeah, um, one of the other things that Brittany and I have started to do. I don't know if Brittany's talked to you a lot about this, but it's something that I find very fun and I've started to get more into is that we go over to um, the Goodwill. Cer- what is it? The, the clearance center. The clearance center, and we just go ham on just all the clothes that they pile in there, and it's just. It's beautiful in the sense that, like, you can find, you know, a lot of things that are very unique and special, but at the same time, you're buying by the pound. So it's like Mm -hmm. you can go all out in there and get lost for about a couple hours. Oh, totally. And I'm, I call myself a sale scourer, too. I mean, I am all about a good sale and I'm all about, you know, giving things a new life. And whether I'm doing that Mm -hmm. in somebody's closet or whether I'm finding it at a resale store or a discount store, or I mean, I absolutely love a a good thrifting situation. I don't always have a ton of time to do it because yeah. it does take a little bit of time. Yes. And I don't want to just go buy to buy. Mm-hmm. If I'm running into a Goodwill, I'm going with purpose. I'm not going to like fill my arms full of clothes unless <laughs> yeah. I know that those clothes are going to have a home. Yes. And that's a huge part of my business model and what I encourage to my customers and my um, clientele. Yeah. And, and part of how I do that too is a lot of them love to shop. Not everybody that I work with has a has a problem with hitting the stores. They mm-hmm. actually enjoy it. Yeah. It's just that they get all of these things home and then they're like, what do I do with all of this stuff? I know I love this top or I know I love this skirt or I know I love these pants, but I have no clue how to wear them. Yeah. So that's where I come in okay. and I say, okay, let's really break this down. Mm -hmm. Are you really going to wear this shirt? Because nothing else in your closet goes with it. Does that mean that we have to run out and get all new like bottoms to go with it? So I'm really scrutinizing things. And Mm -hmm. I do that when I'm in that shopping process or that thrifting process. Yeah. I'm, I'm really considering 
can I give this a good life? Can I give this a good home? Yeah. Does it have a space in my space? Does it um, fit? Does, does it, it? Yeah. Does it fit with not only your, you know, yourself and your body, but fit within your style and your home? Totally. It's so important. And I think there's so much waste in the fashion industry. It's just really, it's really sad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the way I, I kind of, that's what, another reason why I love sustainable fashion is because I kind of want to fight the system a little bit on how much they churn out throughout the year okay. and why we have to have so many different seasons of yeah. selling yeah. and why do they have to have a different collection six times a year, yeah. you know? Um, it just seems like excessive to me. Yeah, And absolutely. I would prefer to work in my pieces that I found at like TBC Consignment, which is a luxury um, consignment store here locally, or maybe that I found on Poshmark or, mm-hmm. you know, something that I've had for a little while. I'd prefer to work those pieces in because really, honestly, like people don't know if it was last season or this season <laughs> yeah. unless they're like scouring the runways, you know? <laughs> um, you had mentioned your business model and I kind of want to get into it because you do have, you know, so many services that you provide mm-hmm. uh, for your business. One of the ones that I, you know, you mentioned was the closet clearing and that was one of your first services that I, I saw on your website. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little bit of kind of like how that goes about, Do you, you know, start to finish, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started in this industry, um, with a photographer who took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. Nobody had any idea who I was. <laughs> I kind of poof started out of nowhere. Yeah. Although I had been building this business for a really long time. But I first got on the map through my family photo shoot styling okay. um, via a local photographer here, Katie from Round Lens Photography. She kind of took me under her wing and was like, here's how I think we should get you started. Mm-hmm. And why don't you jump into some family photo shoot styling and people will start to learn your name. And then you can sort of expand into some of the other services that you want to do. Yeah. Um, but... So that was sort of how I like kind of got the name out there. And and I knew that I ultimately wanted to start with these closet cleanouts because ultimately people are sitting there with closets full of clothing. <laughs> Absolutely. And the big thing is tons of clothes and I have nothing to wear. Um, so I really found that, that was that's a vital place to get started mm-hmm. is to really look and see what people have. And let's break that down. It's it's it involves me going into their home. Mm-hmm sitting down with them just like we are today (laughs) and asking them questions. I want to know about their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I want to know what they're getting dressed for. How many times a day are they changing? Are they doing pick up and drop off with their kids? Are they they in the dating life? Are they, you know, going on trips? Are they traveling? Like, tell me everything about yourself because I firmly believe, and I always say this, that 90% of my job is psychological Uh uh, and 10% is talent because there's so many people with talent out there that can put outfits together but for me it is truly about understanding my customer got it and then it's also about understanding what's like in the stores and being Mm -hmm. educated on that and what looks good on the body and but it's all about the understanding of how to dress somebody um so you know i sit and i get to to know them and i hear all the things they don't like. Um, maybe it's, I don't like red or I don't like long sleeve yeah. or, you know, I have to learn all of those things because when you're dressing somebody and you're working in their closet, you need to know all the things they do and don't like, which okay. is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and then it's, then we get into body image. It's, it's that this is a tough one because, you know, I try to have a no body shaming policy, meaning I don't want my clients to sit there with me and tell me, that they hate themselves and that they hate they hate their arms or they hate their legs through, like over and over and over again. I sit down and I tell them, listen, I want to hear these things that are insecurities for you, mm-hmm. but then together 
we're going to move through this. Yeah. I'm here to help you build your confidence from the inside out and help you learn how to dress for your body type and for you in a yeah. way that makes you feel like you are the best looking thing that ever walked this planet <laughs> and I really want to build that confidence and yeah. I don't mean to say that they can't tell me what those insecurities are it's just that I really want to focus on building them up and empowering them through getting dressed yeah um so I do want to sit and listen to that I do need to hear that it's like getting it's like telling their the puppy to get their wiggles out <laughs> you know it's like okay get your wiggles out and then let's settle down it's the same thing it's yeah. like tell me tell me those things I'm gonna make note of them and then from here on out you and I are a team yeah this is a positive place to be. This is not for me to say, mm, you look fat. You can't wear that. I don't operate like that. Mm -hmm. I just find ways to communicate with them in a positive way that makes them look and feel good. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I and like then that. then we hit the closet, of course. Yeah. So after we've learned everything and I take extensive notes and I learn about what their goals are for the session, you know, some people, they, they want a little bit of organization, but they really want to focus on, you know, me putting the looks together for them. Sure. So they, you know, we'll go through and, and I'll do some organization and I'll put everything in a place that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm doing transformative organization. Wow. Um, it's pretty... Mary Kondo style? I mean, yeah, I would say so. We, we definitely have piles of things. And, and I do say, you know, take a moment and say your goodbyes. A la, a la The Bachelor or a la Marie Kondo. It's kind of a mix of both. I'm like, you know... We had a really good time together. Totally. You will not be getting a rose. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. You will not be making the cut. My clients will tell you, I do tell them, like, take a moment and say their goodbyes. And... You know, I just say like, you know, it's been real. You served me well, but you know, high school's over. <laughs> high school. Wow, that is that says a lot because yeah, I do. I I imagine there's a couple of high school things back in my closet. I'm totally. Like, Everybody has them. Yeah. I know that all you listeners. I know you have high school things in your closet, mm -hmm. and that's totally cool. Like. Yeah. I, I have my varsity letterman jacket. Like there you it, go. And I'm sure I'll use it in a photo shoot one day. Um, but we're all hanging on to that stuff. So yeah. it's kind of just like me going in and like giving life to the closet, whether mm -hmm. that's through organization, whether that's through pairing things together so they know how to wear everything. I, I have them, sometimes we try on throughout. It just kind of depends on the flow of the session. Or sometimes we'll save everything that we want to try on that we, maybe they haven't put on in a while. Yeah. Maybe they've had a little bit of a life change where they've lost some weight gain some weight you know um, something on their body has changed so we need to sort of reassess the things that are in there um, we really sort of like pick through everything I tell them like this is team sport you are not on the <laughs> sidelines you are here with me yep. um, you know it gets real messy we need to stay hydrated because it's hot in the closet um, you know all those things but yeah. We sort of break the closet down, try things on, decide what stays and goes, and then at the end of it, it's all organized and looking great, and awesome. they they sort of feel this like new breath of fresh air when they walk into their space. That's that's really great that you're able to make such a significant change in someone's life at the same time be so open to helping them emotionally and mentally and just kind of give them that extra piece of like, you got this. To, to just really, I mean, in all honesty, a lot of us, if we just spent the time to like, okay, I am I need someone to just give me the encouragement to like take this clothes and just throw it out or give it away. Like, you know, just replenish and, you know, refresh the whole closet. And I think that that overall gives everyone just a sense of like, ah. 
Oh, yeah. And you hit the nail on the head with the word encouragement. You know, I think allowing somebody into your personal space and telling them what your insecurities are, maybe getting changed in front of them or not, you know, but like the closet and your home, that's all so super personal. So for me, I mean... I I don't know that just anybody could do this job. Mm -hmm. I have spent my life doing customer service. I worked in restaurants for 15 years. I've worked the front desk at a hair salon. I mean, I I have a hair and makeup background. (laughs) I went to cosmetology school. I've I've been servicing people in the service industry for my entire life and catering to people. And I just, I think it takes a really unique person to be able to go in and match with all these different personality types. Yeah get into their like deepest, darkest like fears (laughs) and break the barrier and sit there and look them in the eye and say, I've got you. I'm I'm your your hand holding style fairy and I am not going to let you walk out this door not feeling like the best version of yourself. I mean, I was a communication major in college and (laughs) I sort of like took all of these these random jobs and and made it into this like confidence building one-stop shop style company because it's like all of the things that I love but mostly just people I am obsessed with people I want to know everyone I want to know everything about them I remember everything that's in all of my clients closets like anyone could text me that I've worked with and say do you remember that red sweater that was like blah 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 blah, too short like blah, blah blah how do I wear that and I can tell them because I'll remember it yeah you know, that's and so that's that's a very incredible talent. That was like a, a rain man kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> not not to be insulting, but it's like, yeah, it's like no. you have that like snap, like, oh I remember that. I yes. remember how to do that. And I know how to you know, flip it, twist it, make it better, or you know, know how to like you said, wear it better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a quality that not I mean, I'm sure there are tons of other people out there that possess it, but I think that's why I've been successful mm-hmm. with with clients long term they've kept me around or maybe they haven't (laughs) but a lot of them have and and it's all about the trust and I think getting dressed and facing the day through what you're wearing Mm -hmm. that's all trust trust yourself that you can like walk out the door in this outfit and feel confident trust me that like I actually have your back if you have something in your tooth I'm gonna tell you (laughs) if your tag is sticking out I'm I'm gonna gonna tell tell you you. (laughs) and if, if if you're but doesn't look great in a pair of jeans, I'm probably going to tell you because you know what? We have to have each other's backs. Yeah. And that's why I've been able, I think, to be successful for this long that and is, will hopefully continue to be. That's incredible. That like really is something that like very special and unique. And I can totally attest to like not everyone has that gift. And it's very unique and special to, you know, what you do and what you're specialized. I also have to say every turn or everything that you brought up it always felt like it's a stepping stone towards this ultimate thing that you have put together right now. Every bit of your past, mm-hmm. job-wise, skill-wise, knowledge-wise, has come to lead you somehow. It has gave you this long journey path to where you are now. And I think that's really great. Well, thanks. It's it, Yeah, isn't that crazy how that works? Like yeah. When you're doing something, when you're in your young 20s, you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Why am I working the front desk at a day spa? I have zero desire <laughs> to like work at a day spa. But for me, I mean, I don't know how much you know about like the deep dark, like how I got started with, um, 
you know, being really young and, and having been in a, a bad car accident. No, I did not notice that. Yeah. I so know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how, I mean, how it really all started for me was, I mean, yes, I my mom was an incredible seamstress and I was in costuming and all of that, those things growing up. But when I was 17, I was in a really bad car accident and my face went through a window jesus yeah so i was left with a facial scar on my right cheek that took up my whole right cheek and you know keep in mind i'm 17 i just graduated high school i was about to go off to college at university of maine and i was a cheerleader i was set like i had already been chosen to be on the cheering team and um you know I was ready to go off to training for cheering mm-hmm. and a month after my accident, after this like horrific accident, I had to go off to training and my face was completely, I mean, jagged and red and just swollen mm-hmm. and I had to have reconstructive surgery with over a hundred stitches. Wow. And that was, that was pivotal for me because going from having, you know, a quote unquote perfect looking face and being such an impressionable young girl um to then going off to college your first year in college and and you know we with sporting events like we were noticed we were cheerleaders were front and center Mm -hmm. with cameras in our faces i sang the national anthem at all of our sporting events because our coach was the um athletic promotions coordinator so she got to pick who sang the national anthem and that was really partly why i wanted to (laughs) cheer was because i really wanted to sing yeah um and you know it was spotlight all eyes on me and it was it was heartbreaking because yeah i can imagine it i just felt like my confidence level just plummeted and you know i think it's already really hard to be a young girl going off to school and Mm -hmm. having no freaking clue what you want to do but at that point it was like you know after battling with some post-traumatic stress Mm -hmm. and having to leave school a year and a half later um, because I had some brain damage. I was, I had to go see a neurologist. I had to have another, I had three consecutive surgeries after that for facial um, reconstruction and scar resurfacing with CO2 ablative laser. So they physically had to burn my face so it could reheal new skin over the scar to diminish the look of the scar. Yeah. And I, I mean, for those Four years after graduating high school, it was like one surgery after the other, post-care for always the year after, mm-hmm. and not even realizing like who I was or where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And, you know, I think what I realized was having to put really heavy, thick makeup on at a young age and having to like coach myself every single day that it was going to be okay. Literally coach Literally, yourself. every day I had to tell myself like, you're going to get through this because it really felt, I felt very alone. Like I don't think anybody else had that in my inner circle had ever been through anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people knew how to help me through that. And I had to really learn myself. Um, And part of that process was, okay, if I can get myself through this, I can probably help other people who are going through something very similar. Mm -hmm. So when I left school, I did a couple of odd jobs, you know, here and there. I tried to go back to community college. It was a total bust. I just wasn't interested in it. Yeah. It wasn't where I wanted to be. My heart was in helping people okay. and helping myself. Yeah. And so I decided to go to cosmetology school in Boston. So I was living in Maine and that's where I'm from. And, um, 
I said to my parents, you know, I think I need to learn how to properly do makeup because yeah. I was learning all all about like mineral makeup and what was okay for my scar and mm-hmm. you know what had SPF in it. These are all things you have to like think about when you yeah. when you've been through something like that. Um, and I said, you know, I think if I'm going to do this, I'm going to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to cosmetology school because I think I can learn hair, makeup, skin, you know, hair, nails. Yeah. Um, and the closest big metropolitan city was Boston. Yeah. And I had a girlfriend at the time that was a friend of mine from um, a restaurant that we worked at over the summers in Maine. And she's like, you know, actually, I'm going to grad school at Emerson in Boston. And <laughs> why don't we room together? Yeah. So we got an apartment. I packed up and moved to Boston. And I got my hairdressing license. Um, and it was empowering. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the first, you know, I didn't graduate college like everybody else. And of course, you can imagine all my friends are starting their lives. They're either like, finishing their degrees and getting careers mm-hmm. and and or getting married at a young age and starting their families and and I'm sitting there like going down the complete road less traveled <laughs> yeah. scared out of my mind um but it was an accomplishment for me and it felt really good and I finally for the first time felt like I'm I'm empowered yeah. like I've got control of my life now and I didn't know that the next steps would like lead me down this crazy fashion road so after that I got my license and I was working at a hair salon on Newberry Street and a girlfriend of mine called me and was like, okay, so we're moving to California and you're coming. (laughs) I was like, where? (laughs) You know, I'm like this from this like small town in Maine. I'm like, where's that? You know, she's like, San Francisco, we're going there. You're going to love it. (laughs) So we packed up four of us girls and drove cross country. And I just told my parents, I was like, I'm out, like I'm leaving. And they were like, good go you should go like get out of here get out of Maine they always encouraged us to see big and do big and and to go and um I think that they saw that I was finally starting to find my way um so I I you know packed up with these four girls and and we ended up getting a flat in San Francisco um traveled the coast a little bit before we were able to move into our flat yeah and I started applying for jobs and fell upon this job at a day spa a brand new one that was opening up on Fillmore Street nice and yeah I was like okay this can work you know I'm kind of in that world like hairdressing and I had um what I what I didn't mention was I had done hair and makeup for a girlfriend of mine for her wedding okay in the Boston area or I think she got married in um Newport or somewhere around there and she said you know why don't you do my hair and makeup for my wedding I was like I don't even have my license yet are you sure she said oh yeah I know you'll do great (laughs) and I did her hair and makeup the bride you know talk about stress yeah and no clue what I was doing but I just like taught myself I'm I've always been super self-taught like super self-sufficient my parents always taught us to be that way nice um and that was like the first like experience I had in sort of doing my own thing perhaps maybe owning my own business you know um always air quoting um but it was just that sort of like taste of hey you know i could do this yeah that very first time of like oh maybe i got something here yes i didn't want to cut hair and and nobody (laughs) should ever want me to cut their hair um, or color it i mean that scared the crap out of me but it was the finished look it was like that 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 head to toe look that I was like craving and I loved updos and I loved doing makeup and it might have taken me a really long time um, to, to finish the job but you knew that when it was over I was it was going to be perfect nice. um, so that was like the first taste I had of it so when I took the job at the day spa 
I did tell the owner, you know, I'm kind of interested in, you know, working on brides and doing that. And she said, well, you know, that's not any competition for us. We don't do that here. Mm -hmm. So feel free to network and maybe, you know, you can meet people through the salon or through the spa and start getting a clientele. And that that's what I did. I took that and I was like, absolutely, I am doing that. (laughs) And I ended up, you know, just booking clients through the spa and people took a chance on me. And I think I did really great. 12 or so brides all in my own. Yeah, I had some like cheapy business cards made up. I still have them today. I saved every <laughs> little card that I've ever had. And it just said like, Risa Costas, personal stylist. And it was like so cheesy and so flimsy. And I mean, you look at the business cards today and they're like so fancy. And that one was yeah. like paper thin. But I was so proud. And I was, yeah. it was my first bit of like entrepreneurial like risk. And I felt like if I can do this and people can trust me to do their hair and makeup with no portfolio, no body of work, um, I wasn't even licensed in the state, which doesn't matter, you know, yeah. um, if, if you're listening state board. No, um, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter. But I it was more about that. Like, I can do this. Yeah, for sure. Confidence, self-confidence. Confidence. But the, it was also then that I quickly realized that brides are totally crazy sometimes. And <laughs> it's a completely stressful role to be in. For sure. So... I sort of started gearing myself more toward fashion. It was like, okay, kind of ticked that off the list, yeah. you know? I I have an obsession with like learning as many different things as I can. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately I knew in my gut that all of that would lead to what I'm doing today. Yeah. So How do you feel now after hearing your own, you know, you're, hearing that for me was like very, very moving for you. Like I can't imagine like, you know, looking yourself in the mirror this morning, can you, like, now what are you telling yourself nowadays? I know it's so crazy. You know, I still see that scar and I still see that that young girl. Yeah. But I see her so differently today. I've spent like the last year really working on myself mm-hmm. um, and really trying to figure out, you know, maybe what my next steps are, but like really try to figure out how I can pat myself on the back and how I can appreciate where I've come to be. Because that's not an easy thing, right? Mm -hmm. To like look at yourself and be like, self, you're so awesome. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know that I've ever been able to really do that. I think it's it's hard when you like have made a career out of doing that for other people. Mm -hmm. That's been really hard for me. But I have to say that that was 20 years ago, if you can believe it. Yeah. I just had the 20-year anniversary of my that's accident. That's crazy. And I I am very, very proud of my accomplishments. Good. I am very proud of the person that I have become through all of those challenges. Mm-hmm. I still have a really long way to go. Sure. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. I realized I... You know, mental health is a real thing. And mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress is not something to take lightly. And I've also learned that trauma comes in so many different forms. And that was a really intense trauma that mm-hmm. I went through. Absolutely. And I was super young. And like I said, nobody knew how to coach me through that. And Especially at that age, too. Oh, it's at such a significant age. It really is. And and I, I think that's part of why I love working, working with kids, too. I've worked with some kids that have maybe dealt with weight struggles in high school. I, meant, I used to mentor young girls in San Francisco. I absolutely love sitting down with children when I dress them and and asking them questions about how that outfit makes them feel or what shoe do they want to wear because what makes them feel empowered and how can we work that into this look and you know it's it's so important to like deal with those things and to take time for yourself Mm because I have made so many mistakes along the way 
Um, but I, but everyone makes mistakes and we're all yeah. human. And, you know, we all just try to be a good person at the end of the day. And, and it's taken me a long time to get there. But yeah, I'm proud, yeah. you know, today of what I've built and what I stand for. And I think if you really know me, you know that, that everything I do really truly comes from the heart for people. Uh, and honestly, you have made such a significant leap forward in not only your self-confidence i can just imagine the confidence that you give these children like mm-hmm. honestly they you know just to hear your story and to see where you've come from is truly incredible and you have nothing but the utmost respect and you know for me and what you've been through and i pat you on the back for just even being here today because honestly that's rough that is just rough stuff and uh you are a very special person and so thank you you. um is there something that you did mention mistakes and you've Mm -hmm. done some things that you um messed up and Mm -hmm. you know is is there some difficulties about this job or this business that you want the audience to know or understand that's a great question because i think from the outside styling Mm -hmm. looks so glamorous right and then people might look at my instagram like the rock star of like jobs (laughs) like you're helping someone else look better like i don't know why it just seems like a rock star kind of position yeah you know and it from somebody else's perspective it probably does look like that way Mm -hmm. but like Come on, you guys see me at the dog park. Like, I roll in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I roll in in, like, the craziest outfits and, like, I don't... But that's the best part about (laughs) the day. It's like, we, 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 uh, you know, when we go, we're just, like, we're just taking our dog. Like, the dog doesn't care. The other dogs don't care. Like Right? It's But, you know, I think it can appear super glamorous. But I, I, it is by no means for what I do. It's not glamorous at all. And any other person that, that works in the styling world would tell you the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that I didn't set out to have this career. And I don't even know that I love the word stylist. I think it's just mm-hmm. what... I knew the public would relate to when I was putting myself out there. I did put the word consulting at the end of my business name. So it's Restyle Consulting because I knew ultimately it would be about my message and what I, how I spoke to people and how I guided them through my consulting work. And I knew that I was going to offer so much more than just telling them what to, what to wear and sending them on their way. It's not just a service of like an act of service. Mm -hmm. It's more, there's some, there's more deep-rooted emotional connection and deep-rooted mental piece to it that you, you know, for some reason, it's just people need that when it comes to this, to this venture. It's just something that they, I think every person, you know, like you said, they have that issue or self-confidence of, it's very personal when it comes to, you know, your style, your clothing. Yes, it is the most personal thing because our style is the is the message that we send to the world right Mm -hmm. so like when i leave the house and i don't really love what i'm wearing i have a kind of crap day like it can totally (laughs) set the tone right absolutely so i mean you know i think you're right like it's 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 part of who we are Mm -hmm. um and i really want people to know that i i'm a stylist for the people like i'm i'm 
I'm a wardrobe motivator. I am here mm-hmm. to, to be your cheerleader. I think yeah. that's why I probably went into cheering in high school because I was actually yeah. a soccer and lacrosse player too. But cheering was what ended up like I cheered in college. And I think it's because I really am obsessed with cheering people on. Awesome. I am there to like literally hold them up in the pyramid okay like yeah. i am there you can be the flyer i will hold you <laughs> cheering terms yeah. um but i'm i i think it's important for people to understand that like i am i want to take all of the the baloney out of it i want to take i want to take all of the intimidation out of it i want to take all of the fear of like what this position is or I can't afford you or ooh, I can't work with a stylist. That's mm-hmm. so not the case with what I personally do. Yeah. Um, maybe not other stylists out there. And we're so used to seeing people like Rachel Zoe or, you know, Estee Stanley and people who dress these celebrities. Like, but they'll tell you too. I mean, when you see them on Instagram, they're just in like basic t shirts and yeah. because they're they're doing it because they lo- genuinely love seeing the finished look on somebody else yeah. too. Um, so it it's a very glamorous looking job mm-hmm. that's really not so glamorous on the backside. And, and for me, I want people to know that I'm super approachable. I run my own Instagram. So if you are writing me a DM, you're getting a response back from me personally. Yeah. And you know, I do also want people to know that if they are reaching out to me and they're asking me style mm-hmm. tips... I'm not ignoring you if I haven't gotten back to you. It's just that I probably get about, I would say about 50 to 75 either text messages, DMs, emails, <laughs> asking what people should wear. Yeah. And, you know, I unfortunately can't get to everyone because I do have my paying clients who have me like around uh, the clock. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise, I generally, I genuinely want you to know that like I am here for you. I am in your yeah. corner. I care about the everyday person who has to get dressed. So I just want people to know that it doesn't have to be that scary. Absolutely. And I, you know, just from your demeanor too, I think everyone would want to ask you because you seem like such a personal person, like Mm -hmm. just to ask you, like, it's just so easy to ask you something and just be like, you know, I'd, I'd be the person to be like, take a picture. How do I look? (laughs) Totally. And I'd be like, super awesome. I have to go. I have an email. Like, about 8 billion emails I have to answer. But no, I mean, I I wish I could, like I say, I wish I could sprinkle myself all over the place. Sure. Um, I'm... Have you thought about doing a YouTube channel or like uh, funny you should ask let's get into it (laughs) funny you should ask I mean I'd love to tell you about all the next steps it's so funny I have people approaching me all the time saying your message needs to get out there on a bigger scale okay I recently had somebody come to me and say I want to follow you around and and share your message with the world because there is something very relatable about your story and what you do right so I've taken I've taken this kind of like untouchable quote unquote career right Mm -hmm. like people are like how'd you do this how'd you get there you know and I've made it like for the people right like I've made it approachable I think and I I always want to stay true to that so I have um I have I have been talking to some people about some film stuff I can't give away too much about that yeah but I do think that that um well, I think I'm super funny. I so think you're super I think I <laughs> <laughs> I think that people would enjoy hearing more. Yeah. Uh I do, you know, I do some TV, so I'm very used to talking. Sure. Although I do still get like sweaty pits and super nervous. <laughs> um but you know, I do think that my message should get out there bigger yeah. and better. Um in terms of 
putting, you know, taking myself and sprinkling it everywhere. I can also sort of tease that I am um, working on launching a product that will be available Ooh, to the masses. Nice. Yeah. So um, I've partnered with my sister who lives Aww, in Colorado. Awesome. I know. I have two amazing sisters, one of which lives here. Yeah. And uh, the other one is in Colorado. You want to shout them out? Uh, yeah. Jess and Gina. Jess and Gina, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> I, they are my rocks. I couldn't live without them. They are my everything. And it's it's been so cool to be able to to do this with Jess and I feel like Gina's like a part of it too just because she's right here in Arizona so she hears everything and yeah. we share everything with each other um three and, girls wow. I know our poor parents <laughs> poor parents I know yeah. I know and we all like have the same mannerisms and we sound the same I mean we're just so funny um but yeah Jess and I have been working on a product I sort of approached her and I said, what do you think about this idea I have? And little did I know that she would like want to be a part of it. So about a year ago um, <laughs> is when it started kind of coming to fruition. But I had sort of been working toward it for a while. I have a lot of really big ideas. I'm a, I'm a big idea person. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who keeps like the notepad next to their bed. I, I wake up in the middle of the night and write things down. Nice. I call her and leave her voicemails or I'll do a voice text or I'll text her and I'll say, here's my next idea. And she's so good. She's the operation side. And I'm, of course, the creative. And she just puts everything in like a perfect little spreadsheet with like the notes about what my idea was. And she's so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we are working on a styling product that will launch in the wedding world first. Okay, got it. Um, I wish it were available for you guys. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, But you know, a lot of the work I do is with brides. And we haven't really touched on that. But I do offer a service called the Bride's Best Friend. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, and I, I, I basically take all of the work that I've done as a stylist on photo shoot sets and, um, you know, just with people in general. Yeah. And I bring sort of like a, um, a lady in waiting slash bridal concierge service to them. Nice. I am at their beck and call. I fix the skirt. I, you know, I fluff the veil. I. Britt, just give her an invitation already. I mean, seriously, Jeez. no. For you guys, we could work Jeez. a little something out. Just give I her mean, an invitation because I mean, to be honest. <laughs> Your mom's not gonna. Your mom's gonna be busy doing other stuff, cooking. I got cake. you, Britt. I got you, girl. I got you, girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's this really unique service that I don't see a lot of people doing, Absolutely. and it's sort of like this concierge service that I that I offer to my clients who book me for maybe their branded photo shoots okay. or when I used to do editorial. I am incredibly well known amongst all of my people um, (laughs) for all of my detail-oriented styling. So it's basically attention to detail. If there is one single hair out of place, I am like right behind the camera (laughs) lens asking the photographer if they can see that hair. Please hold. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm like jumping in, you know, and I'm there moving quick like a bunny and just like fixing everything because I do understand how much work it is in post-production for the photographer. But also it's like that added ounce of service mm-hmm. and there I am with the customer service again but it just makes people feel like a movie star for the day yeah. and it saves everybody time and energy photographer can stay behind the lens they don't have to move from that perfect spot where that golden light is coming through I jump in I fix it I fix I line up all the bouquets it's like this really unique service That's so really great I have taken the work that I've done with that 
and developed a product that I think will service people in an incredible way. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so super fun. So we'll have to sort of touch back to that when it when it launches. We are hopefully launching this fall. Oh, awesome! Um, You know, you know how launching a business goes. You know, you have these high hopes of like, (laughs) here's my launch date, and then you're like. Yeah, that We're going to push it back. <laughs> yeah, that was never going to happen. But we are in the works and it's going to be really exciting. That is very exciting. And I'm I'm if there's anything that we can do to help promote it or anything like oh, that, or if you, you. want to come back in, you let us yes. know. We were we are definitely on board. Thank you. That's so sweet. No problem. I, I think the the support of the community will mean the world. Absolutely. I plan to launch on, on a sort of micro level um, at first. Yeah, grassroots and we need to grow slowly yeah. and um, I just really hope that people will accept us with open arms that's what we're all about here we're all about helping the grassroots community like literally that's honestly what we that's where i came from like uh, i i started this podcast out of a garage um i was learning how to screen print from a friend of mine and asked him to be my very first episode and he's like i had a great time let's do something else or let's ask another person who owns a business i was like okay that's amazing good for you and now look at you using your platform to highlight other people Absolutely. which is incredibly selfless and it's what the community needs Thank and you. it's what I we all that. need to support you know each other and is is it means success, you yes, know, absolutely. without the support of our community and our fellow entrepreneurs who are also like blood, sweat and tearsing it through life. Mm-hmm. Like I go home at night from my day job at Restyle and I'm on my laptop working on the new business till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And I don't have a social life. <laughs> Help me. Help, <laughs> Help me. Um, <laughs> it's OK. I you are working very hard and we, we know we want you to be successful. And if there's anything honestly because you have been such a delight and so much fun getting to know we we say open door policy for anyone uh that you know or yourself anything please come in so we do have a section called britney's big question Ooh, i love it and now here comes the bride to be to ask that question drum roll please you're just kind of bringing up the topic of community. I know when you opened the door, he was like, Sage Aubrey back. I know. How <laughs> fun, right? We got to support our girl. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, we've seen each other at the no events through and through. Um, and I just kind of want to give you a chance to like talk about who are the people that have supported, you're supporting, like the community that's open to arms. Like who are those businesses? Who are those people that you love to support and love supporting you? Oh, that's such a nice question. And I love that because it, if you, if you know me at all, I love giving other people the credit because we can't do this alone. Um, And speaking of the person whose tagline is, we're not meant to do this alone, I would say, you know, some of the biggest support I have comes from Lindsay Schwartz from Powerhouse Women. Powerhouse Women. Yeah, shout out to Linz. She is incredibly gifted in that way. And Mm -hmm. she has served as not only an emotional support for me, but a super entrepreneurial um, guiding light. And what she's doing is truly incredible so Lindsay thank you Um, and Sage of course too because we did the Style Snacks event she's been incredibly supportive as she always is with every woman in this community I'm so happy to support her um get her bags out there, introduce her to boutique owners that have turned out to be successful relationships. So that has really, I mean, she gave me the platform on at her Style Snacks event to be a part of it. And let's face it, that girl already has incredible style. She doesn't need to bring a stylist into the realm. And she did that 
because she saw a space for me and because she I think because she wanted to support me and I find that to be incredibly generous and kind shout out Sage shout out out to Sage she's the best and her bag's sitting in here right now yeah it's great mini Luna (laughs) so is that the is that from her new this is from summer summer yeah she literally took this bag off of her shoulder as she was leaving for the airport in New York City emptied the contents of her bag and gave it to me off her shoulder. Get the... Do you have a Sage Aubrey, Sage Aubrey bag? I literally stole Get her bag from her. Actually, she gave it to me. Freak out of here. It was... Smells like her and everything. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? So, so funny. She... No, I was like, I'm obsessed with your bag. And she's like, oh, I'll just give it to you. And I was like, absolutely not. I'll like buy one. She was like, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to give this to you. And then we had our meeting about style snacks, Lindsay, Sage, and I. And then she emptied the contents of her purse, was holding everything in her hands, and <laughs> handed me the bag. That is the it's sweetest It's like thing giving I've ever the heard. shirt off your back. I, 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 I couldn't get over it. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine anyone doing that. That let alone just like, she's the best. I mean, that was really cool. it's like you can't imagine it with her though, you oh. know? <laughs> We're, but we're anybody calling else. her right after this yeah, and be totes. like, you're the coolest person. Should I just say totes? I definitely did. <laughs> no, totally fine. Still doing that over here. But like, honestly, you have just been such a fantastic guest. And I, I could talk to you for another hour, but we're reaching the end here. So this is your chance to promote yourself and all the events you got coming up. Anything and everything people need to know about you and your business. This is yes. your chance to promote. Thank you. And I do want to slip in a couple more people that I sure. that are supporting me and I'm supporting. My hairstylist, Nicole Evans from Layden Mitchell, has been by my side for every single nice. PA that I've had and everything I do. And then Azure Schaefer, my makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Those two have been on my team and it, it have been in a huge part of my day-to-day efforts. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to support them. Yeah. So, okay, now I'll slip in my little <laughs> plug. Thank you. Yes. I hope we had time for that. We can cut my part out so I can get that in. <laughs> no, we're going to keep it Okay, all. okay. Um, there's so many more too you're all amazing I love you all Um, but for me um, you can find me on Mm restyleconsulting.com you can find me on Instagram which is I'm trying to be a lot more active on Instagram people are responding well to my stories I have no freaking clue what I'm doing but I have an amazing intern who just jumped on board that's been helping me so my Instagram is at restyle underscore consulting nice and um, you know Facebook and LinkedIn and all of those just under Risa Costas or Restyle Consulting. Yeah. Um, I'm not really that active on those though, you guys. That's Let's okay. Be honest. Okay. Instagram is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, yep. for sure. Can, and Can I make one, one suggestion? If you do please. anything on IG, just give them like, give like a man and a female kind of like perspective, like for men's wear and for females okay. wear, and female wear. And just like do like, one day of like like monday fashion or something like that like your your office wear fashion and just be like hey look if you're going with this color match it up with it like you know just something simple where you can just be like look these colors go with this or this style this you know trouser goes with this top whatever it may be because i feel like a lot of the time i'm the kind of person i'm like i just want to know what are the like what is the one thing like that 
trick or whatever it may be like the knowledge of like okay brown goes with green or whatever it's like this is gonna go well with this that totally sort of thing. well and i don't have much of a male audience so it's good to hear you say that yeah. you want more because yeah, i've sort of been catering to my female audience because that's really my clientele i have styled a lot of men before that's- but but you're that's that's really helpful and i actually just started working on a social media plan where you know mondays are going to be sort of like a tip or a trick or an inspirational quote or a some sort of quote from me nice and you, yeah if you pop on my instagram i just literally started that yesterday oh, awesome and then you know we've got something lined up for tuesday wednesday thursday Dope. you know i just haven't had a lot of of help it's been yeah. like the risa show and i will just be honest like I'm not an operations person. I'm a creative. So yes, same good here. Lord, I need help. This is why I have this person. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, me. where's my other half? <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Um, no, I mean, no. I don't know if anybody could put up with me right now. But, you know, it's that's great advice. And I think we'll get there. Yes. I think it's just I need baby steps. Baby steps. But right. men matter too. And I like yeah. to hear that you care about that. I, I do. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yay. And you guys now made we're it. recording again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yay. Okay. We, we don't need to say that. Um, no, no, no. You're okay. fine because yeah. I, I feel good about myself after that. Okay, good. Yeah, no. I mean, it's more that comfort level of just hearing your, your story and making sure it flows. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. So before, uh, again, guys, we had some technical issues. We we're going to fix that in post. I just want to kind of recap where we're left off. You promoted um, your style or your um, your two people that is on your team. Yeah, so the girls that I just are my go-to hairstylist yeah. and makeup artist for all things. I mean, I refer all my clients to them when people want to know who my team is for a big photo shoot or just who I recommend for hair and makeup. My my girls, Nicole and Azure, they've been by my side for everything that I've needed them for. So I yeah. just, I mean, I just want them to, to be recognized. They're <laughs> so course. talented. Um, is there so this is also uh, where can people find you online and your Instagram handles? Yes, so they can find me at my website restyleconsulting.com and that's R-I-S-T-Y-L-E consulting.com and then they can also find me on Instagram at restyle underscore consulting. Awesome. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. We do have social media. It is all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We make it easy for everyone to reach out to us because we want to hear from you. And you can hear every episode on every podcast platform. So don't forget to like and subscribe because it's not just about us. It's the wonderful people like Risa here. Thank you. She's, she's just so incredible. So a like for us is a like for every person who walks through our door. And last but not least, we have a uh, promotional like uh, bonus content that we're calling Fine Examination. 50 questions rapid fire that we ask every guest who comes through our doors. You can hear that exclusively on patreon.com slash Arizona podcast. And with that, we say goodbye to all of you listening and goodbye to Risa here. Uh, thank you again for coming in. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure Absolutely. was mine. You guys are <laughs> (laughs) awesome. Thank you. Good night, y'all.